0: Welcome to Makati House, a professional network for Filipinos. Our mission is to promote the spirit of Filipinos helping Filipinos. Topics being discussed in this club are business, economics, politics, technology, and the development of the Philippine community. Don't forget the drill. Tap on the Little Green House up top to follow the club. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter under Makati House. Also. If you found the speakers on the stage to be of great value, please give them the digital currency of a follow. Once again, welcome to Makati House.
1: and welcome again to Makati House. This is the first of a series of chats about sustainability development and conservation of our home planet. This episode was recorded virtually in front of a live audience on Clubhouse, the drop-in audio chat app available on the iPhone and Android phones. It is July 31st, 2021, 8 o'clock PM in Manila. My name is JP and I am a moderator of Makati House. By day, I am a software developer, and now I use my free time to produce these chats about sustainability and environmental conservation. I've invited Pia Ocampo to join us tonight at the club. I used to work with Pia in the advertising industry about 10 years ago. Thanks everyone for joining us here. Um, I'm very much happy that uh, everyone is lending their time tonight. Um, Pia?
2: Thanks, everyone. Um, it's nice to see your profile pictures on this weird platform.
1: <laughs> yes, welcome, welcome. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to mention, um, but it was so long ago for me. So I think <laughs> um, it's safe to to mention it now. Um, yeah, I, I I remember that very much, you know, uh when you talked about um diving in, in in one of the lightning talks in the office. Um can you talk more about this new venture of yours, Pure Oceans?
2: Okay. Uh actually like that's a good segue, James, and thanks for it. Um I mean, my professional background has been basically the creative departments of a bunch of agencies, Uh, but I've been a diver since, I mean, I guess before Gen Z people got into the workforce, Um, so I've been a a scuba diver since 2006, and around 2011, um, we we usually go diving with groups, Uh, we started to notice more. Uh, more and more plastic pollution uh, at, at, at reef level. So, so when you go scuba diving, actually, can I see, it, does this platform allow a raise of hands? <laughs> Are there any other scuba divers um, in, in the room uh, or free divers uh, or avid snorkelers over here? Like Throw up a, an emoji or something. Because I always ask whenever I'm in front of an audience, uh, like, who gets to see uh, the underwater world and and marine life? So uh, I find that a lot of people who work in this space, like marine conservation space, uh, have some close relationship with the ocean. So Pure Oceans um, really came out of, like, starting 2011. I call it our single-use solution. So every time we would go scuba diving, uh, because it, it became a habit, now we'd see every time we dive, literally every dive, we would see plastic uh, underwater attached to the reef. So we started bringing down like individual mesh bags. uh basic doing underwater cleanups. So very single-use solution, cha, for the single-use plastics that you're seeing underwater. Um. And it would always bug me (laughs) because, of course, you do the scuba diving thing, you do that on the weekend. And then um, come the weekday, you set that aside and you start thinking about regular work. Uh, But I always had it in the back of my head. And I was constantly looking for a way to basically, um, because I was coming from, okay, we need to keep doing cleanups. I was thinking of a way to extend cleanups. Like, how do we make sure cleanups keep going, right? So that was my my, my point of view at the time. So one of the, like, actually, a lot of um, research was more put into think, looking for locally available technology that would allow um, upcycling or creating value from the plastics that we'd see underwater. So, uh, I mean, you guys are here. I'm sure you've been hearing all the data around uh, marine plastic pollution and plastic pollution in general in the Philippines. Um, around in 2015, if you guys, if any of you guys are interested, there was that that study that told us that we're the third biggest dumper of plastic in the ocean. Um, it actually told us also or what's, you know, what's the reason behind why we're the third biggest number of plastic in the ocean? It it wasn't just that headline. Uh, It gave some leads into solutions for it. Um, And one of the biggest drivers of the fact that we have so much plastic in the ocean is that uh, a large chunk of plastics that end up there are traditionally non-recyclable stuff. So, you know, I'm sure you notice this on the road. Um, maybe you'll see these big trucks with PET bottles or um, the big junk shops, and then you'll see mountains of plastics collected there. Those are particular types of plastic, right, and hard plastics that have been recyclable. So that that those plastics have had a, you know, a way of getting disposed of. And because they have value, our informal waste pickers would pick them up. Um, but because of you know because sachets or food packaging uh, or you plastic lab or bags, those plastics don't have value, so they get either left in the bin or left in the landfill or left in the dump truck uh, and those are more likely more likely to end up in the ocean um so about seventy to eighty percent of marine plastic litter is actually made up of, of those types of plastic the plastics that aren't accepted in the junk shop so before I even started working with communities, the task was to find a way um, like how do we incentivize the coastal communities to to pick up these types of plastics uh, and then how do we make sure that that the the plastics that they pick up will Generate value for them so that it can be sustainable and continuous.
1: Right, yeah, especially during this pandemic. Right, we were discussing earlier this morning with other people how um, this pandemic in with, with with in our communities, our neighbors, they start their own small businesses with with the microwavable containers. I mean, I mean for us, uh, we order from our neighbors as well and other businesses in our community here at home. And now we have a huge stack of um, microwavable containers. Um, I haven't figured out what to do with them. Does um, <laughs> um, Yeah, so uh, I also, um, you know, I, I, I looked at the website of Pure Oceans and I saw there's a photo there of a chair a, a a chair, can you talk more about that? It sounds like a project mm. of remaker uh, space
2: mm. well, actually um, before as I said before we started working with the communities, I had to find local technology that could create value from those plastics. We were asking the we would eventually ask the communities to collect right? Um, and that search led me to envirotech um, they've gotten a lot of press. Uh, so, so they are the, you know, they're the local technology providers uh, for uh, plastic upcycling, specifically of plastics that aren't traditionally recyclable. So, so those thin plastics, uh, multi-layer plastics, EnviroTech can upcycle those. Um, and for the longest time, the school chair that you saw, uh, that has been their product. Um, and the guy who put that up, Chester, like he put it up, he, because he was addressing um, basically illegal logging, uh, and he wanted to save trees, naman. So when I when we met up, um, he hadn't really like, of course he wasn't much aware about marine plastic litter, um, and so basically there I was and said, like, we can appropriate your technology for this thing that I want to do, <laughs> and uh, luckily he was open to it. Uh, and so basically, uh, happily, we found each other. And um, well, the, one of the first things that Pure Oceans did was invest in one of his plants so that for sure, once we start collecting from or asking coastal communities to collect these plastics, uh, essentially, the plastics will be plastic plastic yeah. And actually, Japes, on what you were saying about the microwavable plastics, um, I guess one of the key issues is really you're lucky. So, are we talking about? Or am I not allowed to talk about residences? Like, I know where you live. James, so,
1: okay, uh, okay I, know,
2: yeah, I know. Well, if it's the right address, I'm thinking about. I know your city. Like, there's a drop-off point there. Um, like, we're lucky. Like Manila, um, you know, the NCR, the NCR pluses of this world. There are metro accessible places to, to drop off your plastics now, and especially the kind of plastic you're talking about. So the microwavable plastics, and I'm going to spend a bit of time on this because I know people have been filing this up, like it's, it's, it's been a common problem now. Um, so likely that's uh, number five or number six plastic like polypropylene or polystyrene. So those are recyclable and um, because nakakaipon kayo and you're able to, I'm sure like, you have, as you said, you have mounds of it, um, those are accepted for recycling. Uh, and because I assume, Japes, you clean it um, and you don't just suck it in the bin with, with food leftovers. Uh, because you are able to clean it and um, accumul- let it accumulate, you can bring it, I mean, like off the top of my head, you have a Cleaner Oceans project. And the uh, plastic flamingo, um, green ants. So within Manila, do I'm not saying there are a lot, but at least there are more options now for where you can bring your plastics, and so that's great. And and um, I'm so happy for that. Um, so people in Manila who are more, you know, proactive about eco eco solutions and disposing of their plastics uh, in an environmentally friendly way, there are options now. Um so when we started, when Pure Ocean started, at first we were also working with urban communities. So we actually had, like we had an urban community in uh, Muntinlupa as well. We were working with the Muntinlupa local government. Uh, but we started to see that the communities that really needed support were the coastal and island communities. So we're talking about, I mean, so just a bit of background there. Uh, for example, where Solly Solly Store is and where uh, most of our work happens is in uh, Tingloy Island and Mabini, Batangas. So Mabini, Batangas is better known as like the Anilao area, the, the diving spots. And then Tingloy Island is just maybe 20 minutes away from it. And so um, just a bit over an hour from Batangas City. But Tingloy Island itself is so like it's so far uh, economically um, and infrastructure-wise from the rest of Batangas. So unlike us here in the cities, where you know if if you're proactive, you can find an endpoint, a good, an environmentally appropriate endpoint for your plastics. Sila wala So they one, they don't even have a you know they don't even have a solid waste management system um so when we came in uh residents were either burning their plastic trash or burying it which was like a non solution diba right? kasi syempre um eventually that uh, will either like disintegrate and go into the groundwater or um it will be dug up let's say by animals or naturally the earth would erode and so the plastics would eventually still end up in the reefs uh so we we saw um, and this is what basically brought out our very first program, which is Lean as Islas. Um, what, you know, the help that we needed to do at island level and the coastal, coastal community level was really just kind of help them design waste management solutions for themselves. So stuff that they themselves could run um, because there's no budget from the municipio. There's no budget from national. Um, the uh, the solid waste management law, R A nine zero zero three here, puts all the responsibility for designing solid waste management at the hands of the barangay officers, who are told by the law yes do this, but then aren't given you know any training in like oh how do you design a solid waste management system? And we know designing anything, especially for public use, involves so much work, right? So. Um, maybe so, so that's that's actually like the biggest uh, thing that we've been able to do, with Linus Isla, so before the start of the pandemic in twenty nineteen we took all the fifteen barangays of Tingloy Island through a essentially of course we didn't call it that to the but essentially a design thinking workshop where they were able to design solid waste management solutions for themselves. Um, and Cleanest ESAS has been all about that. Like What's happening now through the pandemic is we're, we've been helping the communities um, build those solutions that they thought about, um, helping them craft them better until uh, implementation. Uh, and that's why sorry Story Store was one of those solutions that came out from that workshop um, because we had a very... Actually, more progressive barangay captain in in the audience who who recognized na oh malaking problema ang plastic waste sa amin. um and he wanted to change the behavior of people in his barangay.
1: Oh wow wow! I didn't know that the Soli Soli Store was the idea of the residents of Tingloy Island. I didn't know about that, and I just only now I'm realizing my my privilege, you know, that 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 I can, uh, I have access to these drop-off centers. Uh, I I guess ano nga uh, because with the Philippines being an archipelago, mm. uh, not everyone has the same access to 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 those kinds of facilities. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I didn't I didn't notice that until you mentioned it. Yeah, um, I. We
2: tend to forget okay. it because we're here and we're, um, you know, our mayors can call a waste management service provider, and then of course it's not that easy. But like, hey, bring your dump trucks over, and we're good, right? And uh, but in their case, wala talaga literally, walang magpepickup, walang mapupuntahan. So a lot of the help had to be around um, helping them find the infrastructure for themselves.
1: Nice. You mentioned in your Facebook post about cutting John John. Mm-hmm. Um, how is he like? Um, was this was he the the lead proponent on this Soli Solid store idea? Because I, I really liked that idea. Mm-hmm. Like I know it sounds like Sari Sari store, but uh, reverse right? Because um, mm-hmm. single use plastics uh, uh, that were like the third in the global source of plastic waste, and I think a big a big um contributor of that is the single use plastic or, or our um uh, sachet economy um mm. from the sari sari store. So I think the solid solid store is a very good idea, especially like you mentioned in remote areas or or uh, marginalized communities. They don't have access to these kinds of um solid waste management or even initiatives where they can, you know, even if they want to uh, they have no choice to, you know, get rid of the plastic waste or even other kinds of waste that might be um, toxic if you burn them. Mm.
2: Say, so, yeah, I'll talk about, of course, like solid, solid store more. Um, I mean, to be honest, uh, this was actually one of like part of the design thinking workshop was also sharing solutions for them. That like, hey, are you interested in this? <laughs> like, what's your take on this? Um. So it's been a concept actually from Pure Oceans um, that we've been developing and putting, been putting in front of grant funders for for like well since twenty nineteen. And then when we shared it with the Tingloy in the Tingloy workshop, the good thing was Cap John John saw the potential of it, like particularly to his community, and he he recognized that okay that's something that's a solution that's useful for me. So, um, I guess well, essentially, Solly Solly store. Um, well, it does two things, right? So, um, one, it allows the community. So, given that context, the these coastal communities, they're actually like a lot of the plastic waste that they deal with, isn't? It's not they didn't generate it, so they essentially they aren't enough to, to create much plastic waste. Um, like even like if you if you look at the studies around like which types of communities are generating the most plastic waste, whether single use or recyclables, um, like a fifth class municipality like Tingloi Island, they actually don't generate a lot of plastic waste. but their problem is there is a lot of plastic waste that comes to them from the wealthier cities. So, it's like, so unfair to them because a solid waste management system, right? And then you have all this plastic waste that's coming to their shores every day, brought by the wind and uh the current. Um And so, basically, they're the ones who are living with most likely Batanga City or Metro Manila's plastic waste. So, um, I mean that's a whole other discussion around um environmental justice and climate justice. Um, but but that's the reality. The, right now our island and coastal communities are living with waste generated by wealthier areas of, of the Philippines. So um in his case he he wanted to incentivize his community to start caring about that plastic waste that would end up on their shores. So, because like the basic attitude of anyone who's faced with this problem is, eh, hindi ko basura yan, hindi ko problema yan. Like, to begin with, we don't like to think about basura already. Um, and so all the more, imagine having to live with and think about the basura of other people. So um, he wanted to, to get People to be basically doing the cleanups, uh, like in our more already established communities, uh, we have pe- we have nanays who would you know on their way to the on their way to the barangay center or as they go about their day, they would pass by the uh, the playa, the dancelos playa, and they would pick up plastic as they go along, and then they would integrate the washing of the plastic and segregating of the plastic into their regular. Um, into the regular uh, house chores. So he wanted that kind of same behavior in in Barangay Corona. Um, So uh, he wanted the Soli Soli store basically to to be an outlet for value. So okay, bring plastics that you picked up from the shore to the store uh, and um, you can exchange it for goods. And at the same time, Yung goods na makukuha mo are zero waste. So, um, you know, you we of course we don't sell sachets or anything in plastic in that store. Um, everything is refillable. So there are two behaviors that Solid Solid Store wants to encourage um, in Barangay Corona. Um, you know, the the picking up of marine plastic and um, doing seeking out refills rather than um, new plastic wrapped products.
1: Oh okay. Um how long has the Soly store been running?
2: Let's see. Uh, actually maybe finally opened March just March this year. So it's only been a few months and the intent is to run it um until we get the business model perfect. Um like, Soli Soli store, I guess what differentiates Soli Soli store is the fact that we also accept marine plastic, like clean marine plastic litter as a source of value, like in exchange for goods, right? Um, because a lot of people have tried, or a lot of other NGOs, for example, or social enterprises have tried um, the refill model, the refillable store model, in um, basically not so well off communities. And they tend to not do very well. So so far, the model, if you're a pure uh, refill station, um, isn't sustainable, especially for like urban poor or rural poor communities. Um, so what's different about the Solid concept is um, you get to save by picking, you know, by picking up plastics, cleaning them up, and preparing them for recycling. So because you're able to exchange value for that they get savings so we're hoping that like that that combination um will make the model more sustainable and scalable so um if we, if we are able to prove that hey the you know the people who are running the store are earning from this and it's uh it, it's worth it basically it's worth it to put up um then we'd like more communities to to try it uh, in fact, like just within Tingloy, for example, among those 15 barangays, um, a few of them already want to put up more, soli- basically want to put up their own solid, solid store as well. But what we've been doing since March is just gathering data, observing how people are um, reacting to the store, um, you know, daily, like what are their daily sales, how much plastic are we actually uh, able to to collect, uh, monitor that, and we're always tweaking tweaking um, to make it work and to always just get more. The aim is to get more, essentially, more customers right? all the time. So more repeat customers, more customers, uh, more people participating in, in Soli, Soli Store. So what we've, for example, in... Um, Let's say so the first month that we started operating in full. So, so we started March. Um, March-April was the first month na buong March we were running. Um, the store was able to uh, collect more than 400 kilos of marine plastic litter, clean, uh, of course, clean, segregated dried. Um, which, so 400 kilos um, per month is, is the average now, and it goes up or down, depending on how often it rains on the island. Um, but um, so for us, uh, our baseline is, of course, our more mature community. So we have communities that are running other programs. Um, and so the 400 kilos, we're surprised. Actually, we were surprised by that that volume because that's relatively high already. Honestly, we were we weren't expecting much volume because you know, the exchange is, is goods. So but we, we saw that as potentially like a weaker incentive than say outright cash or something. Um, and so, so yeah, um, we, we're, we're happy with that result so far. And then we're just, um, the goal is to, to get even more participants from there. So good start and then just constantly revise, revise, revise the prototype to get it to a good model.
1: Oh, okay, that's that's very good to know. Um, so it's been more than four months, no? And that's and that's very good to hear that other barangays want to, to come in. How, how far are you down the, the timeline? Is there another island that you have a prospect where you want to expand to or... Um, do you wanna uh, implement this closer to the source of plastic waste closer to mm-hmm. our um, the, the rivers where this uh, garbage comes from
2: We've I mean I think when pure ocean started, we we're like, yes, get all the communities <laughs> as possible. Um, but we found it because as we started to work more closely with island communities we're we're um we're concentrating our resources there because there are other NGOs naman there are other enterprises that are trying to work with urban communities or um yeah riverine communities um, the goal is at least by maybe mid next year cuz we work with the 15 barangays right each barangay all 15 barangays um are going to have their own version not just sorry sorry sol- store um but um their own plastic waste alleviation solution um, so uh, and and, yeah, it really depends on you know what the barangay uh, uh, say what the barangay captain in the barangay solid waste management committee is is uh, interested in or um what's the makeup of the skill set in the barangay. So for example, we have one barangay where we're setting up or helping them set up um a, an actual like upcycling and upcycling facility Telegas. so they're going to have frugal, plastic waste plastic upcycling machines where they can make their own bricks for example um another barangay what they'd like to do is anymore you know, because the 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 profile of that barangay it's more young must pro, must proactive or mga nanays and then they know how to sew so, sew so sila they want to do um, you know more sewing based crafts like you know creating um, stuffed toys that are stuffed with washed marine plastic. So per the idea is to um, yeah per barangay prototype their own solution and then for each each of those fifteen barangays prototype revise prototype revise until same as Solly Solly we get to a model that can be copied by other um by other locales across the way like 20 minutes away we're also working in the Mabini side of Batangas um, and same thing maybe there are three communities naman on that side that are also looking to put up their own uh, prototyping process
1: oh cool I'm looking forward to the new look. it looks like a lot of work no um (laughs) let's let's go on a quick break just so you can um uh drink some water (laughs) (laughs) because you've been speaking you've been doing all the talking but we're learning a lot so let me reset the room really quick um and uh if anyone has questions feel free to uh you you can write them down or save them we'll open up the room for questions later um or if you if you're shy or you're busy you can um send it as a chat to me you can dm it to me or, or to Pia, and, and uh, we can go through it later.
0: Welcome to Makati House, a professional network for Filipinos. Our mission is to promote the spirit of Filipinos helping Filipinos. Topics being discussed in this club are business, economics, politics, technology and the development of the Philippine community. Don't forget the drill. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter under Makati House. Our topic tonight is cleaning up marine plastic litter with our guest Pia Okapo of Pure Oceans. Once again, welcome to Makati House.
1: Yes, and we're back. Thank you for tuning in. Um, uh, so, uh, Pia, um, thank you for sharing. Um, also, we'll be uh, opening up the, the the floor later for those who want to speak and uh, ask their questions directly. Um, so, uh, you mentioned that uh, you you have uh, you're targeting the uh, another other locations and. It's a lo- a lengthy process, right? You have to do some research and also evaluate the economics in in the region and what kind of facilities they have, um, and what kind of waste management um, uh, uh, policies they have in in their locality. Um, did you get? Did you have other challenges, or was there? What was the um, feedback? of the sustainability community or other proponents of sustainability mm. with regards to the Solisoli story?
2: Well, I guess for some context, of course, uh, whenever you really work in the... Uh, well, I am new to it. So I'm also discovering now uh, within the development field or within very specific uh, fields like we're in conservation, there's a spectrum like each organization holds its own uh, like strategies and their preferred ways for meeting objectives so even if you say you're all marine conservation or you're all environmental uh, advocates that doesn't necessarily mean apparently that you're all working towards the same thing uh so uh so i understand moment you know, to begin with um the first criticism just in pure oceans in general is, is of course the strategy around recycling. So we're um of course we're coming from this, this concept called circular economy and it's all about making sure materials don't leak into nature or they're um friendly to the environment to begin with. Um what we're doing Uh, is built on making sure plastics out in nature now can get collected and then recycled or upcycled into the sea products that sequester them just so they they don't pollute, right? They don't become threats to the marine environment. So that that whole strategy to begin with, um, which to us is an urgent thing, Diverting plastic out of nature um, and so, and upcycling it. uh, There are some criticisms for recycling and upcycling because, um, yeah, historically it hasn't really worked. Um, We're quite weak in recycling. So, some organizations don't like to like trumpet recycling as a solution because for them um, it becomes an excuse for people to keep. know to keep consuming plastic or to keep um you know basically to retain the market of plastic and what they'd like to do is to just you know ban plastics completely um and like remove it from the whole supply chain so uh long term that would be great i mean we don't disagree with that um but but for us, because there needs to be urgent action, and that needs to be sustainable urgent action for at least the next ten years. So, um, that's why we focus on upcycling. Uh, another well, another thing that we get from I mean, just from solid solid store because like the concept of solid solid store, right? Uh, that differentiates it from other uh, other refilling stores, is that we also accept plastic as payment. And, and that's built on Pure Ocean's ability to, like, we have the connections in order to upcycle the plastics that they, that they bring to the store. Um, so it still goes back to, um, in its own way, Sorry Sorry Store is still connected to upcycling. Um, so uh, the whole idea of accepting plastics as payment or, um, giving value to plastics also gets criticism because same thing, uh, like you're just giving people an excuse to use plastic. Uh, what, what you're doing is undermining any efforts to, to go zero waste. So I guess our, the biggest critics um, of, of the work would be orgs that are all about zero waste, zero waste, zero waste. Change the way you consume. Um, so with us, for example, honestly, I mean, 80% of the plastics that the communities in Tignoy or Mabini, um, were submit to us, they didn't even generate that. Like, for example, we have Nanais who are able to like collect 20 kilos of plastic from the shores. They cleaned that and then hand-cut it, gave it to us. They didn't, I mean, honestly, they just don't have the money. To be able to shop for enough packaging or enough products that have 20 kilos of plastic in them. So these are 20 kilos of plastic that came from the shore, um, that came, uh, that were like on the beach or floating on the water uh, and were direct threats already to the marine environment. So um, to begin with, I feel like it doesn't apply to us the criticism around uh, you're undermining any efforts on zero plastic consumption because they aren't even submitting plastics they de- plastic waste they de- generated to our program um, they're what they're doing is they diverting from nature um, picking up collecting what's already out there and then making that uh, it you know acceptable input material for recycling or upcycling but I mean, I understand where like, zero-waste people come from. I totally, totally understand it. And we support it as well. I mean, that's why Soli, Soli is a refilling station. Um, so it's it's two things. It's um, incentivizing people to pick up plastics that are out there already in nature uh, and trying to shift their behavior from a regular sari-sari store with sachets to Soli Soli store where reuse
1: your containers instead yes that's that's good i think eventually uh hopefully we can go into a i mean get into a society where we have zero waste complete zero waste um let's go deeper into tingloi island um Tell us more about the barangays there, the the people involved, the local the locals involved, and maybe can you also share some figures or, or metrics.
2: Okay. Well so Pingloi Island is quite it's small with fifteen barangays, so that's small for a municipality. Um and then it's about two thousand to two thousand five hundred people per or Barangay. So you have around thirty thousand people living on an island. Um, so honestly for us it's quite it should be like it's easy to turn into a model municipality like, because it's it's self contained. Um, they should be able to manage things well. Uh, but but I think like one of the key issues in Tinglo is well, the 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 political leadership hasn't been like if you'll just look at the infrastructure there or the social services available there, it's quite weak. Um, there hasn't been much investment in the people. So I think the good thing with Ingloido is that they're quite open to collaborations. If you're an NGO or a development organization that wants to work with coastal communities, um, they need the help, so they are quite. Um, collaborative, if you find the right levers, if right? we find the right people. For the the, the bigger engagement with Tingloy Island, which was working with these 15 barangays, uh, really started because we did essentially a solid waste management system design thinking workshop with them and um, we started hearing and identifying what the real issues were for each barangay and helping them ideate solutions that they can run in a sustainable way and you know as with working any group working with any group there are barangay officers that are more proactive than others Uh, and captain john john of barangay corona was one of those younger, more progressive, more proactive barangay captains. Um, And he he picked up on, oh, that's interesting. He picked up on that idea of, oh, isang sari sa kanya, parang, yung sa kanya, parang, oh, isang sari-sari store na nag-incentivize para mamunot ng plastic yung mga tao. So, he's coming from, gusto ko sana yung mga tao sa barangay na mamunot ng plastic para mas malinis yung environment namin. So, he saw the concept of sorry, sorry store as as a good incentive for that, like a good platform for that. Uh, and so, of um, course, with the pandemic, it's slowed down the implementation. But he was really, basically, your your barangay captain is the key to driving anything, right? To get me anything done on a small municipal barangay level. So um he really drove the project. He brought the people together. And, um, he found the land and the sort of the basic infrastructure where we could build the solid soli store. Um so basically he, he's he's like he became like the project manager and, and got it up and running. And up till now of course he's also still monitoring it and he's, he's basically like our key, um, key contact in Barangay Corona. Mm. Oh, so that's for Soli Soli Store. Um, he, he put together uh, like staff for the Soli Soli Store, like younger people, I guess people that he also okay. has an eye on in terms of training them, um, training them up to be like civic leaders. So, that's interesting. And, of course, as we, um, the, as we help them through implementing SoliSoliSol, they're learning things like project management, basic inventory, um, basic uh, entrepreneurship. So, we're also mentoring them um, in terms of entrepreneurship and, and project management. So, it's, it's also helpful for the you know, group of younger people that he's brought in for long for, um, for for the project. Around Tingloi, apart from uh, Captain John John, he's one of the few... (laughs) So we've gotten a lot of um, gender lens training recently. Um, He's one of the few men actually that we work with in in Tingloi. A lot of the communities that have been super active um, with us have been women-led so, we work with the Bantay Dagat of uh, Tingloy. Um, again, our key coordinator then is a, is a female. We work with the four-piece organization um, on Tingloy. Obviously, all women, all nanays. Um A lot of our participants, like, I would say 95% of our participants like, on a monthly basis for like, the whole you know, Tingloy in general are women and and we we're, we're curious about that like we, we actually wonder is it because women naturally see uh the environment as like an extension of their home and so they feel more responsible about keeping it clean and sanitary um, or are they just you know are they just really more um like more likely to to listen or participate in in Community improving projects. I mean, so we're we're still figuring out why why that like why are more women um, attracted to to our programs? But yeah, it's interesting, and then it, um, it it makes me proud to see when uh, when it's you see it's the women who are actively doing things.
1: Right, that's good to hear that there's um, empowerment with the there's women empowerment. And also, um, yeah, now I understand where geographically Ting Loi Island sits, and how it's um, strategic in the area, and then why it's a good uh, location for the project. So um, how can people get involved, or how, well, first, how can people find more information about pure oceans or you? And also are you open to investment or are are you looking for partners, collaborators or or volunteers?
2: I mean so for as far as information goes, we do have like a basic website on Beta, which is pureoceans.co. dot Um so at least you get an overview there of what we do. We it's hard to explain, like because um because essentially we're building like our own micro circular economy so it feels like we're doing a lot but it's actually just okay building a micro circular economy for recovered plastic from tingloy island in the union um, so we have um, the prototypes that we're running on tingloy island like the solid Soli store um, the the plastic buying program um logistical things, like the basura, banka, and things like that. So um, it feels like a lot. But it's all uh, are along the lines of helping recovery of plastics in nature um, and then diverting that to upcycling or, or recycling. So pureoceans.co for that. Um, we're not very good with social which is like not um, Doesn't speak well of me, no? <laughs> Someone who works in digital but um I mean so pure oceans Philippines on facebook and on Instagram and we have also another Instagram account uh, which is remaker underscore space um, and that's specifically to like our little program to educate people on uh, plastic upside Uh and yeah, I think those are those are the main means of like follow, quote unquote, following us. Um, it, our big volunteer program is usually around cleanups, which of course we can't do in the meantime. But I think mean, once we open up, or we can design the experience uh, to fit whatever the community quarantine level is. Um, for other, I mean, we we tend to have. Uh, like interns, like batches of, um, student interns. Um, that's why our social media tends to be patchy. We tend to give them, like, the content stuff. Um, but, like, if anyone, yeah, wants to help in that, um, they can just message me, um, message the Pure Oceans, any of the Pure Oceans accounts or email, um, hello at pureoceans.co. Um, if, if, you know, if they'd like to collaborate in any way. Um, so, we're super open to collaborate yeah. and work with product designers or entrepreneurs who would want to incorporate uh, recovered marine plastic into their products. Um, we work with communities who would like to get into um, making sure that their plastic is closed loop, the plastic waste is closed loop. Um, or if you're uh, an organization, you know, like a CSR, um, organization who would want to sponsor a community, of you're open to that. Team.
1: Okay, so um, uh, Pia, can we open the floor for questions now?
2: Yes, please. Um, I'm actually curious like, <laughs> if, uh, like, yeah, I'm not sure if like, things were clear or what. So please, please ask um, any clarifications or any thoughts on what I've shared so far.
1: Yeah if anyone has questions we are opening up the floor now please raise your hand and we'll bring you up to the floor or if you um if you if you have if you can't talk or or don't want to talk you can DM to me through the back channel and I can read it out loud So um I, I I can start with one question um oh by the way and also P has been changing her profile picture so just PTR to see one of their um one of their uh, uh one of Pure Ocean's efforts so they have a marine plastic recovery facility
2: Mm yeah that's on in a different barangay naman
1: Right And so and then, wh- 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 where, where 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 is Remaker Space located
2: Ah uh, okay so actually Remaker Space naman thanks again Jeep so sorry actually ba medaming ginagawa eh <laughs> but, like So Remaker Space naman, that's in good old Quezon City. Um, So we put up Remaker Space um, to create that circularity because we need to basically engage two types of communities. So we're good with Coast Marine Plastic Litter Collection via the coastal communities. The other community that needs to be engaged to make this work are your creative entrepreneurs and your upcyclers. Um, basically, the the circular economy in the Philippines is not quite robust yet. Um, And we, we felt that there were a lot of, let's say, product designers or students who were interested in plastic upcycling, but they just didn't know where to start. So, um, Remaker Space is the only uh, maker space that's that's concentrated on plastic upcycling. So it's the only space where you can get access to. Um, if you if you guys are already familiar with uh, precious plastics, right? So there are a few precious plastic uh, type um, machines there. Uh, so anyone can come, rent the machines, explore what they can do with the machines, and of course we can also provide the plastics. Uh, and we're we're working on adding more machines as well. Like for example, there's a DOSB um, accredited machine for plastic upcycling called the plastic densifier. Uh, there we can you know we also have a non precious plastic oven um, just so to prove that uh, you know even with a simple machine you can create. Uh, you can do plastic upcycling, uh, and so that's in that's located in QC. You can just message the Facebook or Instagram page uh, if you'd like to visit or rent the machines by the hour. Uh, that's in Thames International. Um, it's in uh, Calle Industria, so Eastwood uh, Libes area.
1: Oh, nice! So this is the same in viral tech. Um... Startup or company that you've partnered with? No, this, is, <laughs> this
2: is different. Pa. So, Remaker is essentially one of our programs. Um, Yeah, because see, Envirotech, um, plant a level she. <laughs> like, Um, If you would like to work with Envirotech, it's, it's really mm, big volumes. Uh, or if you want to put up a plant, yun, literally plant a kailangan ilagay mo to work with Envirotech. Um, and we are, you know, we're hoping to sana uh, expand that, like trying to help EnviroTech put up more plants, so that we have more points of um, points of value generation for the plastic. Um, but Remaker Spaces, I think of it also as a prototyping facility. So, though the same way we're prototyping community solutions on Tenggoy Island, we are we're helping entrepreneurs prototype new plastic of recycled plastic products in Remaker space naman.
1: Oh, okay. Sige, sige. Yeah, I, I remember I was reading because, the <laughs> I have a lot of plastic containers. So I did look up how to do it um, by myself. Um, and it's, uh, medyo natakot ako eh, because with, <laughs> if you're dealing with plastic, it's toxic. So, and the temperature has to be right. to mm. mold it. Uh, you have to heat it up but not too hot because if it gets too hot, it will start to have it will start emitting fumes and then that's the toxic one. So you have yeah. to heat it just hot enough so you can mold the plastic. So yes, that's very interesting.
2: Um, and you have uh, to have a, a machine and molds. It's really metro intensive, intense. intense. <laughs> so. But if you want to pursue that, JPC can talk about it, help you on that.
1: Okay. I was also thinking of using if pedesang ano um like a hull for for mm. uh, fishing boats. Yeah, but um, I'm not sure if it could be light enough.
2: Yeah, we've discussed that with a boat maker. Then um uh, what ba we were putting together a a proposal for actually the boat itself like a mini bangka uh, made from upcycled plastic. Um, and as with anything, of course, there's a uh, like cost involved in creating the prototype. Um, and actually, a lot of it is product development, R and D. The The biggest question is, um, can you know? Can we make it porous but watertight <laughs> so that it won't float?
1: Yeah, and it has to be. I don't know. Uh, the. It has to be structurally strong <laughs> to, yeah. to act as a boat. Um, th- tell us more about the. Uh, if you have, if you have, a, I know it's already past nine. If you're still free, um, can you tell us more about the beach corporate beach cleanup events?
2: Ah, mm. uh, the closed loop cleanup. we well, we we got some increase this year now, which surprised me <laughs> because. Uh, Are we allowed to do that? (laughs) Um, So, well, at least pre-pandemic, especially, of course, during summer, uh, we've had corporations like Ayala come over or um, uh, community groups like uh, Financial Experts of the Philippines. They'd come over to our headquarters, which is in the Anilao area, um, and basically we'd guide them through a closely cleanup, the intent of which is to teach people how to... Uh, environment like dispose quote unquote dispose of their plastic in an environmentally appropriate way, um, and take that to their homes so that they could have closed loop homes. Um, so, in terms of an experience, um, you do the usual like clean up together, fun fun, um, and then when you get back to the HQ, we then <laughs> go through actually a very they realize tedious process of segregation. Um, where we, we teach you like, okay, all the different types of plastic and they have to be prepared differently for either upcycling, recycling, or disposal. Um, and it's a great exposure experience because one, uh, you know, think about you're very uh, <laughs> um, removed from nature Uh, professional people, right, who um, basically come face-to-face with with the plastics found on the beach and in the water. So they really get to see what types of plastic are out there in nature. Um, And then come face-to-face also with how hard it is to segregate it if you don't yourself segregate it at home. Um, And then again, come face-to-face with the reality of, let's say, assuming you are able to retrieve the plastic from nature. Um, how then do you prepare it for environmentally appropriate disposal? So let's say if um, if it's the uh, PET bottles, um, actually, they're like 10 more steps from just picking it up from the beach eh, to make it appropriate for upcycling. Um, or if you get the sandal bag or the sachet, again, another, that's a different, number of steps to prepare it uh, to make it appropriate for recycling also. So um, that's what happens. I'm not selling it well, <laughs> but that's what happens in a closed loop cleanup. Uh, and um, yeah, we're hoping you know, maybe once once the lockdown's left, we can do it again. Uh, those tend to be a lot of fun. And it's great to hear the feedback from the people who go through it, like, oh my god, it's <laughs> that, So, yeah, it's always you know, funny
1: situation at the end of the day. Oh, nice. It's good that you have very big um, big names who have signed up. Um, I, I have one more question, but before I go to that, um, after this, we'll have an after party in Makati House where we can have an, a more informal setting um, with just a and a and then uh, might go all night. <laughs> so we can uh, we can have a chat about everything else with, Plastic, uh, plastic litter, and other sustainable um, uh, options uh, for initiatives that we can get into. Um, and thank you for for tuning in also. And then we'll have three more topics every Saturday night, as long as there's no other topic that might or other event that will conflict with it. We'll have more um, topics with. Um, Sustainability and um, conservation of Mother Earth. Um, yeah. So my 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 final question is: um, Did you have any plans? Do you have new plans that you have come up with the new normal uh, with the post pandemic situation?
2: Mm, I mean, we're we're pretty concentrated on being able to fulfill. Um, as I said, that, that US that USAID grant, um, the requirements of which is making sure that all the 15 barangays are able to implement their, their own plastic waste alleviation solutions. Um, so for now, we're like taking it at, a day at a time because there's even things like are we allowed to go into Mabini Batangas today? Um, is there going to be a ferry uh, that will allow us to cross to Tingloy? Um, so what uh the, the pandemic has done is get us uh living on a day to day existence um to to make sure that the the projects are running uh and then of course at the end of once we're able to gather the data and look at how each of those prototypes do are able to you know how much plastic waste is actually diverted by each solution. Um, how was the uptake among the communities? Uh, then the idea is to to try to disseminate those those solutions that are scalable and get those uh, get those to other communities. So maybe either creating knowledge products or actually just uh, easily uh, disseminatable quote unquote content uh, so that other communities can replicate it. Um, and yeah, I'm just really hoping, I mean, you know this JP, like every prototyping process, you don't know. It's like, a. It's like, ole, let it out into the world. Let's see if it takes, right? And then let's just keep responding and, and revising to get it to to a level where it is worth it um, to put out in the world. So yeah, we're excited by that. Uh, imagine coming up with 15 prototypes, helping communities come up with that those prototypes. And then We'll see at the end of it um what the outcome is
1: oh cool cool okay. and um i said i i i did say that it was the last question but i I have one more one more thing um that's that's somewhat the same question, but rehashing it a little bit uh earlier you said that uh your exit strategy for the soli Soli store is to be out of business eventually um how what, what um, in your opinion, or or do you have a prediction? Um, where do you think, or how how optimistic do you think we can you can achieve that um, exit strategy where the solid solid store is out of business? Is it five ten years? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, actually, when I said um, exit strategies, I make ourselves obsolete. Um, actually, it's talking about pure oceans in general, right? Um, like needing to help communities find plastic waste alleviation solutions for themselves. Um, So one, essentially like, okay, I guess we'll close down pure oceans once. Either the coastal communities don't have to live with the plastic waste problem anymore. Or two, all the coastal communities are capacitated enough so that they are able to, um, you know, they don't need support to create their solutions or build their solutions, um, there are hopeful things <laughs> like, like yeah, like I said, like the lower house passing this week that single-use uh, plastic regulation bill, uh, and at least that kind of makes our horiz- brings our horizon closer because, oh, okay, that means uh, maybe pag napas let's say next year, that means in five years <laughs> wala nung plastic na mag end up sa beaches ng Tinglori Island. Right? Um, but uh, to be honest, uh, in general, these solutions, like even if we pass that bill tomorrow, um, the communities will still be living with our plastic waste for at least the next 10 years at the very least
1: um so so
2: yeah I to end on that note chips <laughs>
1: but... <laughs> well um the the purpose that I'm I'm one of the reasons I started uh, these this this series you No, know, it was to engage more people and hopefully we will have more um efforts or initiatives na you know to spread this kind of idea or thinking um um maybe we can have some clones of pure oceans. Not if, not in the Philippines only, no? but also globally in other other countries that are also contributing to the global um plastic waste problem.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean there are yeah. lots of models out there. Well at this point everyone is prototyping. So we can just do a survey of what's happening. <laughs> Who what 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 people are trying. And yeah, every time I get into in front of an audience, it's like, okay, guys, if you have an idea, prototype it, try it,
1: right? Just do it. Oh, wait, sorry, that was not a paid endorsement or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So if, um, we'll close the room if there aren't any other questions. Um, do follow us, uh, Makati House. We'll have a couple more talks about sustainability and. Um, conservation thank you so much pia for joining us um oh, and sharing and sharing and and also for for doing this for us for everyone for the future generation um i, oh. I, I appreciate it so much this is very close to my heart and I mean for the fish <laughs> yeah for the fish too the dolphins, yes, and, turtles. The dolphins and the sharks <laughs> yes yeah. fish are friend not food um all right thanks everyone for joining Kati House is a professional network started on Clubhouse, the drop-in audio chat app. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience virtually, and everyone is invited to join us on our next sessions. Find our other recordings wherever you find your podcasts.
0: On August 7, 2021, 8 p.m. Manila time, we are going to dive into the deep blue waters and talk about manatees, sea snails, and other marine wildlife. Join us with our guests, marine biologist, Lala Calle, National Geographic Explorer, Erina Molina, and Makati House Fisher Folk Hero, Jela Batines. Grab your snorkel and scuba gear, and let's explore together, only here on Clubhouse.